Welcome to Business and Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Bratzo Pobridge. This episode is sponsored by Life Success Academy, a place where you recreate your business and personal happiness. Here's a subject that most of us don't like to talk about it, but it's really important because things like fear happens, you know, it's around us all the time. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good, right? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's lion is chasing us and we need to run and sometimes we don't need to run, right? So, so yeah, let's, let's talk about it. My friend Kareem, I wanted to talk about facing fear because that is, we know based on research, one of the top uh, scientifically proven things that, uh, uh, that resilience people do. They know how to face fear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, when I think about resilience, I think about one person um, who comes to mind, and that is, I'm sure you've heard of him, Colonel Sanders, who's the founder of the Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise. The reason I I always take him, I, I relate him to resilience is that he faced so many obstacles since he was in his teen years until he, I know, surpassed the age of 60 or 70. And he didn't reach success until he was over the age of 80. So the fact that he just went on, you know, like a rubber ball, he, no matter how much he was distorted, no matter how much pressure was applied to him, he just kept on going from beginning till end until he reached success, no matter how long it took. So for me, that's what resilience is. Yeah, you know, that's so true. And that's, you know, that's resiliency and like a lot more on top of it, right? Yes. That's that persistency. That's that optimism. That's that pushing for it. That's that, you know, fail a million times until you succeed, right? But that's what resilient people do. Yes, that's absolutely what, what they do. Um, great, great example. You know, I, I know that there are certain things that based on research, resilient people do and that is um first of all they 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 have a a spiritual support now spiritual support people always get well but i'm not religious how do i get that it's not about the religion it's about spirituality right there could be a religion because for religious people that it's really easy they got it that's it they have this they have it but for people who are less or not religious then you know finding spirituality somewhere else all right in mindfulness in universe in meditation right connecting to something bigger than yourself is where where really it definitely helps um th- then the other thing that i know they do is they um they basically uh get the help from groups or organizations right so we're not really here to live or to build anything alone or to face fear alone, right? Mm-hmm. So they have, uh, uh, they, they are members of certain groups, certain organizations, and certainly they have their social support, which mm-hmm. is really the biggest one, right? Mm-hmm. These days it's kind of maybe a little difficult, but it's a social support having your friends and family and colleagues and people around you that can support you. And, and if you think about facing fear, Wanted to mention this before we go, before I turn it to you. Uh, 
There are people who face fear on a daily basis, every day. Think about police, think about firefighters, right? Even athletes, mm. different fear, but there is a fear, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they just deal it. But what do they do? They face it. <laughs> That's it. Yes. When it comes yes. to fear, face it, right? Don't try to run away from it unless it's a lion. Then please run. Don't listen to my <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <Right>? But don't <laughs> run away because chances are you can't run away from certain fears. Right? Mm. So you have to really face it and move on. Figure out what to do and then move on. What do you think? I totally agree with you, um, especially about all the factors that you mentioned, uh, like social support and spirituality and religion. All of them are definitely a part of the package. Um, you know, when I I think about facing fears, um, this is why when I learned about it in your in your PPMC course, I felt it was one of the most effective factors for resiliency. Um, because it sort of reminds me of two different events or scenarios. Like I remember when I was in university and I really thought that I wanted to be an, an engineer. And um, and then after like three years, because in Egypt we have five years, not four years like abroad, um, I felt, okay, this isn't what I, I want to do. But I had two and a half years left, so I didn't really know what to do. And should I just transfer? What's the and that was my fear on an academic level. And then I thought, you know, just you know, stride on. You have two and a half years. You're almost there. Um, and then do whatever you want. You'll have all the freedom to do whatever you want. But the dilemma was, should I just? you know, do the effort as much as needed or should I take it to the maximum? I decided to go with the latter and thankfully I graduated with distinction and everything. And I felt good about myself, not because I got a high grade, no, but because I could have just gave up to the fear, the fear of being in an endless, you know, university that doesn't end and it's so boring, at least at that point. But no, you just, you go with it. That's from an academic level. And from a personal level, I think I've always been an introvert. I think sometimes you might notice that because I'm I'm not a bit quiet, but I just, uh, you know, I like, you know, peace and quiet and everything and just, you know, being chill to some extent. Um, And I remember I was in this big event and there were like over 200 people. And then I was like, okay, what? And I was literally standing in the middle of the of the room. And I just didn't know what to do. And it was at that point that it was a changing like moment in my life because I said, okay, you know what? Just go talk to that person and then go talk to that person. And then I think I ended up talking to 10 different people. It was so mentally exhausting because I just, you know, flipped the switch to try and be social. But I think it just broke that barrier or broke that fear. And afterwards, it was much easier to socialize. I do still like my private time, but I definitely can interact with people more. So, yeah, yeah. that's... So it's, it's about, again, facing it, right? And breaking that barrier. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the other thing I think what's, what's really key to facing fear is the action. It's the action. Mm. The reason I said that I'm thinking back you know, in the days, 1991, uh, you know, I came to U.S. on a business trip. War started, I couldn't go back. 
left all mm. the money on my account, left everything I have, huge apartment in the center of the city, uh, everything, right? Mm. And started life from zero. And what did I do? That was absolutely, I mean, it's fearful, right? What do you do? How do you start your new life? But instead of thinking, what do I do? It was all about action. It was all mm. about that, that, that desire to create a new life, start from the beginning. And you had to move on. When, when things that bad happen, you basically have a choice. You're going to give up or you're going to move on. Mm-hmm. And that's it, right? And you know, if you start, if you are action oriented, regardless what it is, you will figure out a way. As long as you have that big why, I had mm-hmm. a huge why, right? I got to support mm-hmm. my family. So as long as you have that huge why, then everything else is easier. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And um, but I think the why that you have should be like divided into more than one right like what is the why right now what is it for the future so i'm sure you had different answers to that true yeah you're absolutely right it's it's a day to day you know it's like exactly. it's my big why for today you know for tomorrow for weeks for yes you're absolutely right uh but you know like i said we all face a fear a different time of our life and different fears if you will and today you know at the time of recording and you know hopefully some of you listening now don't even know what this is but uh we are in everybody unfortunately knows uh, in the entire world we are in this you know COVID-19 crisis where uh, most of us were locked in the place in the house in the apartment in, you know for a year and a half um, some of the countries are still going through full lockdown I had, I had my students in Australia I was just talking to one last night that they are still in a full lockdown. They have a curfew. They can't even get out of the house. Uh, they can only go for, um, you know, get some essentials. And this is year and a half after this terrible virus hit us uh, globally. And so this is the big fear that we all facing. Uh, thankfully, uh, none of us, this generation that I'm talking about, went through something like this, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, but this is the fear that, that, that we are going through. What do you guys do? You know, I'm talking about Egypt or your friends or yourself to, to face this fear. We have to deal with it. There is no escape. We can't just mm-hmm. say, I'll go to another country or I, there's like no answer. How, what do you do? How do you guys deal with it? Well, definitely it's been, obviously as it has been around the world, a very difficult time in Egypt. I think the, the barrier that really got to them the most was the job security because they're like for me okay i'm you know relatively young and i'm single and i just have myself to take care of so it wasn't that big an issue for me but for a lot of people no they had families to attend to and everything so i think definitely the main obstacle was the part of job security um i can't speak on behalf of 
uh, caregivers and you know people who provide for their families. Uh, but I definitely like to hear your point of view on that. But for me, as as Karim, you know, it's just it's a reality that you have to deal with. Um, there's nothing in your hands to do, and that's not being pessimistic. That's being realistic. And then, as you always say in your course, that's not a form of pessimism. You have to deal with the situation. So it's all about doing an action plan. Okay, so I don't know how long this is going to be. And so I, I remember creating an Excel sheet on my laptop and creating three lists, sort of like a now list and like uh, in, the, in the next year list and then a future list, things that I can resort to after I've been fully settled in. And you sort of have to make the best of the situation. And actually, I took it as a positive side, the glass half full, because, okay, now I have some time to do whatever I want. So I I took, I think, like a bunch of writing courses. And actually, without COVID, I wouldn't have learned about Udemy, and I wouldn't have been introduced to the PPMC course. So it all worked out for the best. And I started looking up some master's degree. So I could go on and on, but uh, I'd love to hear about how you handled it, especially because you had a family to care for and you had your courses and everything. Yeah. So this is an interesting, I, I've heard the same thing last night from another uh, colleague and student, former student that, uh, you know, I got an extra time and this was really great for me. Uh, and this is really for the rest of us that are fortunate enough that are still here on this beautiful planet, right? We mm -hmm. unfortunately globally lost so many people. Uh, you know, I happened, I lost, my first door neighbor, like in the very beginning, March last year, year, year and a half ago, um, I lost a number of friends. And so so it, it, it's hard, right? It's really hard. But, uh, but it's all about planning. I think when something like this happened, like you said, you know, doing a planning and really understanding, being prepared for the worst, being prepared. I knew this will be at least for a year, and I was prepared to be at least here. And everybody who was, you know, overly optimistic, oh, we'll be gone in a few months. They struggled mentally because it wasn't gone in a few months, right? So, so we talk about optimism, but it's a grounded optimism. Don't just say everything will be fine, right? Mm -hmm. But be, be, look at, uh, be realistic, right? Be realistic. Um, and, uh, you know, again, sorry for that we lost so many lives. And for some of us lucky ones that are here, Yes, most people who are action-oriented did exactly what you did and what my other student and colleague did, which is, you know, let me figure out how can I use this time because I'm home. I can't go out. I can't go with the friends to dinners and bars and restaurants and movies and, you know, sport events. And maybe I can take a, a good, use a good time. So, so, so what I would recommend people to do just that, to reach out to friends, reach out to family, if you can't go see them, uh, there's always the beautiful way of FaceTime and Zoom calls and whatever today exists. There is this still thing phone that's called phone that you can just call somebody on it to text. Uh, yes. So so reach out, right? If you, if you have an issue, any fear, reach out. And the other thing I was discussing with my colleague, actually another podcast, which is that some people, that's even not enough. So some people may need a coach. But then that may not be enough. Some people may need the therapy, right? So please reach out for help. If you, you know, uh, not all of us can face uh, COVID-19 or any other fear in a way that maybe you and I are facing it, right? Yeah. So some people, if it gets to that point, please, please, please get help. 
get professional help. That's really, really important, right? Because we don't want people to think, oh yeah, look, everybody else is like dealing with this, but I just don't know how to, right? That's very true, it's, yes. There are so many reasons for that, right? There are so many reasons for that, from genes to your entire, the way how you live the entire life. They cannot, it cannot be just switched overnight. So I think I that's, totally yeah, so I think that's, that's really important. You know, look, look for some help in certain organizations. There's even online support so much. There's so many groups. Uh, so yeah, that's, that would be my recommendation. And as far as what people do during this time, it's absolutely personal choice. Unfortunately, it became political, at least here in the West, right? So it's one side or the other. I don't care about politics, but you know, what we did really for a long time, we locked in ourselves in, in the house. Uh, especially because my wife has certain condition and I wanted to make sure that she doesn't get the COVID. So, uh, you know, but again, it's, it's really your choice, but um, be careful. And there are things we do, there are always consequences, good, bad, or ugly, you know, depending on what actions we take. That's a life, right? Very true, very true. And, um, and like, again, like, there are so many factors, I think, Baku emphasized on the most important two, which is social support, uh, and religion and or spirituality, or whatever belief system there is. And I think one more that I actually heard recently, you actually teach it, but I, I heard it from a client of mine yesterday actually um he said that during covid he wanted to he was just about to apply or he wanted to join the rowing team the local rowing team in uh, in his uh, in his city and he actually during covid started working out at home so he got all the necessary equipment and home and physical fitness is actually one of your resiliency factors and even if it's just running around the house doing push-ups crunches whatever it may be just letting out that steam and that negative energy that's why sometimes they say things squash is, is so ideal because you just exert all that negative energy into the ball and into the racket so definitely physical fitness is a is a great addition to that so yeah hey, th th thanks for man thanks for mentioning this physical fitness and the way that i was kind of breaking it down is one of the top their resiliency factors, but you can certainly combine it to, you will be able to easily face fear if you are fit. And that taking, you know, doing exercise every morning, every day is really the key. I like to give that, I call it me time to do it first thing in the morning for myself, that I take care of myself before I take care about anybody else. But that's a good point, right? That's a good point. Anything that works for you, you know, could be home, could be outside, could be, you know, Whatever works for you, but certainly move a lot. You know, move, yes. eat well, sleep well. You'll be in good shape. <laughs> definitely, definitely. As they say, there's always a healthy mind and a healthy body. So that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So, yeah, this was a great discussion. And for some of you folks that don't know Karim, Karim Sheta was uh, my, is my former post-psychology mastermind coach, a student, who now is certified, and also is a trainer, a corporate trainer. And we actually do a lot of, a lot of similar work these days and uh, certainly proud to have you here, my friend. I really thank you so much for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to be with you and to learn from you until this very day. So thank you so much. Thanks, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Become the Life Success Academy founding member. Go to academyoflifesuccess.com 
and click on founding member to get 60% off full membership.